Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women striving to be their most authentic selves while sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. What is up? What is up? What is up, home skillet biscuit? How's it going? It's going, girl. It's going. It's going well. How about you? It is going pretty well as well. I cannot complain. Um, new day, fresh starts, you know, all that good stuff, as they would say. So, mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm, complain. Mm-hmm. But um, you want to get into some Motivation Monday? Yes. You know I do. Mm-mm. For this week's Motivation Monday, <clears throat> I found a quote that I feel like is perfect for the time and also is very, very, very um, relevant to what mm-hmm. we're going through right now yeah. as a community. Okay. When I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a quote from our late and great Wakanda King, Chadwick Boseman. Yes, I love that. And mm-hmm. I feel like he totally well, exemplified that. Like, Absolutely. He used every bit of talent that he mm-hmm. could in the time that he could i mean looking at his discography was honestly insane i know looking at all mm-hmm. the movies and things but also to see the shift of his career where he focused on making sure that he was um using his talent to showcase black stories in a different light mm-hmm. and i loved and i didn't know this about him i loved that his first, I guess, major break was on this soft um, soap opera. And I guess he played maybe two episodes. He was supposed to be like a robber or something. Okay. So he met with the people who were writing and the directors and such and were asking very simple background questions about the character. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on in his life? Da da Because he didn't want to just assume because that's stereotypical, right? Right. You create a stereotype that this person is like a robber and a killer and a bad yeah. person because they're black. But we have, we're so much more than that. And he knew that very early on in his career. And um, I think that for sure God led him, you know, in that direction to show something different to the black and brown community mm-hmm. of our people. You know, for us to be able to see our faces in a different light because Hollywood has such a hard grasp on the um, stereotypical roles, basically, that black people got um, got cast into. And yeah. it's still going on, but <clears throat> the fact that, you know... He was able to be such a a, a trailblazer in that sense mm-hmm. to, um, you know, follow follow the paths of the greats that were before him, like his mentor, Denzel Washington and Felicia Rashad yeah. and many other people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, another thing that was beautiful to me, I'm sure a lot of people saw this, that Denzel Washington actually paid I was going to mention that. Tuition. Yeah, I just saw that. Um video about Denzel talking about that and I thought that was so like it was incredible it was beautiful so like he was for those who don't know Chadwick Boseman was a um, student at Howard Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming the drama department and Felicia Rashad taught a weekly class there and it was something where they were going out of out of the country or something to learn about theater something whatever it was uh he was one of the kids who could not afford to go and so she reached out to her many famous friends and Denzel Washington happened to be one of them and asked them to help the students that needed help paying he wasn't the only one there were others and um yeah and just so happened that Denzel Washington was like, okay, sure, I'll help the kids, whatever, and sign the check. And it just happened to be <laughs> the Him, check for Chadwick Boseman. And mm-hmm. not even knowing how much that that simple gesture for him, what was it, a couple thousand dollars, nothing to him. You know, here you go, sure, help the kid out, or whatever yeah. the case may be. Not knowing that that 
that like that that simple gesture for Denzel Washington giving money to a kid that he didn't know to continue his education will lead to such a great and amazing human mm-hmm. being artist you know um i just feel that it's beautiful to see how things unfold and i feel that also not that i want to glorify this but one of the things that i um i would say that i applaud not that i'm necessarily the most happy about it but it's not my decision i applaud the fact that chadwick boseman and his camp were able to keep his diagnosis a secret for so long because and i understand why he wanted to do it in that aspect right because Mm -hmm. especially as black people it's very easy for us to fall under a typecast right so it's easy for us to be that black boy who robs or the black boy who steals or the black boy who dropped out of school or the black boy who had a kid at the age of 12 or whatever the case may be right but and then also if you look at it on this front right if he were to come out and say i have cancer it's this stage i'm working through it now he would be the cancer the cancer survivor or the person who's fighting for his life he wouldn't be this legendary actor he would be looked at as his diagnosis would be a part of his identity Mm -hmm. and what i think is beautiful about his story what I see in retrospect is he didn't want his diagnosis to be a part of him because it was a disease, but it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. He wanted to show everyone this is who I am without everyone having this other shadow that followed him everywhere he went. So, um, yeah, I definitely this is gut wrenching. I'm not going to lie. It's very hard just because um, he represented so much, you know, promise and hope for a lot of young kids you know Mm -hmm. especially young black kids um for the black community in general so i'm really glad that we got the chance to give him his flowers while he was here number one he knew exactly how much we appreciated him um not only for our support from all his other movies but also the black panther Mm -hmm. um (laughs) we showed the fuck out i mean we really did we went out there we had costumes made people ordered outfits from africa like the different countries in africa like people went all out as did i so i'm just really grateful that he got to see that and then seeing the interviews of him saying you know um that he loved that the movie kind of took on a personality of its own and we took it and we ran with it and he loved that him representing this character meant so much to us Uh as a people and that it brought us together so i think him coming out with black panther was more so like job well done my son like you can rest now kind of thing um in addition to all the many amazing works that he's done let's not forget about 42 (laughs) right like that's an amazing amazing movie let's not forget about um all his other works which i have actually screenshotted so many things on twitter so i can and people have posted like the streaming platform that it's on Mm -hmm. and then whatever movie it is so we can kind of go watch it and find it and support um all of his works well i think it's beautiful um i think that he truly was a change advocate and a pillar in the black community um like you said i think you've said so many great things um it's kind of hard to follow up with that (laughs) Um, i'm sorry (laughs) no you're fine um i just kind of let you go with it girl because it was it was everything you said i i totally stand firm firmly behind um and i think that you know it's a very unfortunate situation and I totally agree with, you know, not wanting to be typecasted or not wanting people to treat you differently um, just because you are, you know, diagnosed with something of this, of this extreme. Um, I really hope that, you know, people are taking the time to mourn because it is such a huge loss in our community and it is sad. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, however you feel like the best way to mourn or, you know, write about it or speak to your friends about it or just kind of like grasp the, the situation at hand, you know, I feel like, that's super important to do to process. Um, and I think if anything, like with, you know, this untimely death, I think for me, it's also teaching. It's also something that I truly stand firm in knowing that everyone has a purpose on this world. And even though we don't understand it or we just don't understand why things are happening the way they are and we have so many questions, you know, I don't think it's for us to question. I think it's just for us to um, be, be, be very, um, 
fortunate that we're in the presence of greatness around us, whether that be our friends, mm-hmm. our family, you know, people that we see on a TV mm-hmm. screen, people that we hear on a radio. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, give people their flowers while they're here. Continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Continue to, you know, support the people that you love. Continue to stand firmly in what you believe. Continue to be grounded in yourself because life is short. Um, you just never know what people are battling behind closed doors. And it's just, to me, it's like, you know, be kinder because you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what's happening behind their homes. And so um, it's just really important to know those kind of things, process it. And I just feel so blessed that this change advocate was in our world and was in our lives you know I feel like um, we were able to witness greatness and I feel like he had such great mentors and people that supported him and you know I want to like definitely take the time to say you know that my heart goes out to his family to battle this thing for three years and I'm sure you know I'm I you know he's a fighter it seems so it's like I'm sure he thought okay I'm gonna fight this thing it's never it's not gonna beat me and I don't think that it did beat him I think that um you know, now that he's crossed over, he's an an ancestor for us. He is someone that we can, you know, quote and have wisdom from and still learn from and his, you know, as he's not here anymore still. So it's so many things that we can take from this. And I just hope that, you know, um, everyone is continuing to process and grieve, but, you know, just continuing to show support. So Wakanda forever. Yeah, agreed. Um, Let his life and his legacy um, be proof that there is a purpose for each and mm-hmm. every one of you on this earth. Yep. And just know that it's something that your heartstring is tugging on. That's a purpose that's not only to serve you, but to serve the greater good. Mm-hmm. And this is a good demonstration because who would have known that years before that all of these things that kind of perfectly lined up in a serendipitous way would have led to this amazing amazing exactly. story exactly you know so everything happens for a reason and you know really does. i know that we're recording th- tonight guys on sunday night but i hope that everyone is able to um you know abc is screening the black panther without interruptions and then they are having a tribute to his life right after that it's a tribute for a king and so i hope everyone's able to watch that this evening as well um and just you know get yeah. your life served to you with this amazing amazing human being Okay, guys, so that will conclude our tribute <laughs> segment mm-hmm. of this episode. If you had, haven't noticed by now, we are dedicating this episode to the late, great Chadwick Bozeman. May his legacy and his story and his purpose live on forever and ever. And I absolutely plan for that to continue because whoever's kids I may have, Black Panther is a requirement in my house period poop. period we got to watch it a couple times mm-hmm. a, a year you know it's going to be a family tradition and something that i definitely instill so hopefully we all do the same yes <sighs> okay guys so now it is time for us to lighten up the mood and get to some tea let's see what's going on this week okay girl what's the tea Bitch, I'm bored. What's the tea, ho? Bitch, when I tell you I got large, unsweet tea with a shot of raspberry, bitch, with light ice, never dark. Yeah, bitch, I hope you got two gallons so you can waste one and I spill it. Okay. So, guys, I'm really excited. I love when I make notes for things because <laughs> I'm prepared. I'm a prepared individual. No, I'm not. But this time. This time. Just today. We'll give you that. Okay. So... First things first, let's talk about, well, um, let's go for, uh, let's talk about white people first. All right. Oh so the gosh. clears. Oh, goodness. The clears are doing some fun things. First things first, uh, Bella Thorne is out here scamming people. You know, I saw something about that. Her OnlyFans <laughs> account. People are paying 200 whole American dollars, 200 American dollars Mm -hmm. to see a nude picture of Bella Thorne's shapeless ass. Okay. And And then not only did she not even, she didn't even put a naked picture up there. She put like not even a picture of herself. I don't know what people were saying it was, Mm -hmm. but whatever it is. She out here scamming niggas. And then she posted an apology tweet, you know. Well, because um, OnlyFans 
came out with some new restrictions. Yeah, they fucked now. up other people's money. Yeah, yeah, they came out with some new well, restrictions. So um, apparently, there's like a cap on how much you can pay for pay per view and how much you can send for one. It's like some there's like a cap now for some of these things where people were getting like thousands of dollars just for you know showing like a butt picture if they wanted to. So yeah, I saw that and she's now she's apologizing. I'm like, girl, why are you even on there in the first place? Like, like no, OnlyFans is why? not meant for cel- I, to me. I feel like if you're someone, if you're a, like celebrity, I get that we're in a pandemic and you have to make money too. But at the same time, like if you're making millions of dollars already, you should have had a financial planner to help you as far as like making sure your funds were, you know where they needed to be. I feel like OnlyFans is not meant for celebrities. Like, there's so many celebrities on OnlyFans and I just don't understand it. You know, um, No judgment to you Joe guys. Budden, I just don't get it. <laughs> no, seriously. Joe Budden made a good point and we'll get to him later, mm-hmm. but on his podcast, he was saying that when celebrities enter new industries, it completely skews the board. Yeah. This is a prime example. As soon as she got in there, the only reason that it's even a problem is because it's a celebrity that scammed people. Yeah. If it was any other regular person, this wouldn't have been the case. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been a company-wide shutdown of new rules like and policies and all that stuff. And yeah. stuff like that. It wouldn't have been the case if it were a regular, regular person. Mm-hmm. But because it's a celebrity that's coming in here and screwing stuff, now you're messing with people's money. Like, people use OnlyFans as a way of, like, to actually use, That's like, their income. income. That's how they survive. To take care of themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. And you come in when you don't need the money at all and then try to scam all these people and now you fuck up with the whole algorithm and now these people have to work harder to get their money so now that they have limits on the amount that they can accept depending on i guess whatever you post now that means they have to increase their volume in order to make money and that's it was annoying and however you guys want to use OnlyFans by any means, like, but I think you're right. I feel like you're messing the algorithm, like celebrities are messing the algorithm up. And this is why things like this are coming into play and you're messing with people's livelihood. Like if they want to, sh- like Bella Thorne to me is not someone A that I would even think would need to have an OnlyFans or wouldn't even need I to mean, be honestly, on OnlyFans. But I even think about someone like Black China. She's on there and I'm like, for what? Like, like why is this? why what are, we doing here? what are you doing here like this is not like this was not made for you by you it's not made for celebrities who have millions of dollars in their bank account these mansions and all that good stuff it's like you already have money but tt down the street who literally has put food on the table for her and her family this may be or like has to you know pay rent or something mm-hmm. like that this is her livelihood and you've just messed all that up because of, of a, like what you scamming people for i just don't even get it but Girl, Lord, what's next? Next on the docket is oh Adele, way snatched. Adele is a uh, snatched period to the gods, but she is out at Carnival. I saw that, and I believe they mm-hmm. said she's spending a week in Jamaica. It looks like she's at Carnival, but I'm not sure. Everybody's schedule is screwed up, so I don't know if it's the right time or not. But she has a backpack on, which is the name of the feather. Mm-hmm. The feather dress thing that she has on. And she has on, like, a Jamaica um, string bikini top and, okay. like, some weird, like, tie-dye legging situations. But, baby, the people, the girls are up in arms, okay? <laughs> the girls are like, Adele, what? So, she's showing out in this divorce. And I honestly can't wait for this new album to come out. I'm really oh, my excited. God, I cannot wait. And I hope she gets triple cannot the money that wait. she had to give him, to be completely honest. Period. I really do. Speaking of new music, Jasmine Sullivan has a new <gasps> song out. Yes, I heard it the other day. Mm. It was so. I'm. I, I. I'm not gonna say that it's amazing, just yet. Yeah, I wouldn't put it there. I'm but not putting it we've there. Been waiting for a very long time. But I have been a waiting nice for a little yes. song. I do love me some Jasmine Sullivan. I'm not. I'm I not really disappointed. Do. I will say that. I yeah. Mean, I expected her to come with some fire. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This wasn't mm-hmm. necessary fire. It was more like a flame of sorts. Yeah. Like yeah. at the end of a matchstick type of flame. Like waiting, yeah. but we were not there. But I think it's a good little kind of introduction yes. Um, to what is to come. Because I know she said something about an album coming out very soon. I so. have always loved these and Jasmine. For one, oh. am excited. Yes. You know that's my girl. Mm. Um, Cannot wait. I'm excited for Okay, her. next up, next up, we're talking about 
Let's go. I I want to stay on music because I have a lot of that, but okay. I kind of want to get this one out the way. So let's talk about um. We don't have to go into detail, but Joe Budden's podcast, mm-hmm. their Spotify contract is ending. Um, oh, okay. In like a couple weeks, honestly, like next week or something, some September something, they have their mm-hmm. last episode coming out. Um according to their Spotify contract. And um, he spilled a lot of tea, actually, on his um, episode. It was really interesting. They talked a lot okay. about um, how uh, there was a time period in their lives where they couldn't get a break off for Christmas because they had to record the podcast. Oh. And then, like, there That's was a crazy. time period during the pandemic. They did not take a break. They were still recording in person and doing audio and visual for every episode. Releasing two episodes mm-hmm. for three hours a week um, each. Mm. Yes, That girl. is way too much. <laughs> girl, that is like, a lot. No. And they were doing all of that. And then something happened with Joe's dad. And he was, like, basically dying. Like, he was really sick. And mm-hmm. they would, they were still not trying to let them off. But instead of them asking off, they did the Twitter like, "I put my time in. If y'all not accepting it, that's cool. But I'm not gonna be here. Pretty so. much, like I'm not gonna be here. Yeah. You so they, they did the, else. you know, I'm not gonna be here. And mm-hmm. um, one of the people, the higher ups on Spotify, ended up calling Joe on his cell phone and was like, "Yeah, so why haven't you guys been recording he's like yeah my dad is actually like really sick blah blah they're like oh okay that's cool but we can show you how to record from home if that helps does that work for you like no, you know and um actually. is that gonna bring it my doesn't dad that's, like what that's like insane to me but um yeah so th- he mm. spilled a lot of a lot of little tea a lot of um industry tea that was interesting to know which um you know, we're Jasmine and I will um de- dive deeper into that after she listens because she hasn't gotten a chance to listen. But it was really interesting. Yeah, but um, just from like first, like just from what you've kind of told me initially, and I, like I obviously will form more opinions when I listen to it. But I think to myself, like, you know, I think people glorify contracts and glorify having like consist like the stability of having mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna work for this company that can come in and we can still do what we want to do. But like we've talked about you know other podcasts that have gotten themselves kind of wrapped up into the contract-esque theme and have Mm -hmm. been shysted so i just feel like to me all contracts just seem bad i just don't even yeah see the point of losing your like freedom and ability to kind of do what you want to do on your time because it's so much that goes into these contracts and there's so many little small things that you know you may just skip over and be like oh that's not a big deal yeah so crazy right exactly and i think that um the most interesting part about joe budden's uh story their podcast Mm -hmm. story is that they floated at number one over like all podcasts for a very long Mm -hmm. time even after spotify acquired more podcast companies meaning they acquired another whole group of podcasts to come under their umbrella they still were at number one so they were making this company like millions of dollars tens of millions and of can't dollars take no and vac- still can't, could can't not even break? take time off Please. for a family member that's dying or you know it's, it's it was crazy honestly um to hear that so um i thought that was interesting little tea yeah for for sure for sure okay next up let's talk about sports Okay. I feel like that's a good little segu because niggas listen to Joe Budden podcast. Joe Budden be talking about sports and shit on there. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. So, um, the NBA players that are playing in the bubble took mm-hmm. a stand, right? Mm-hmm. And they basically, because um, there was another, another death. Or no, 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 sorry. There was another instance where mm-hmm. a black man was shot basically the police attempted to kill him and by Mm -hmm. god's grace he's alive but he will be paralyzed for the rest of his life because he was shot in the back seven times seven times and Mm -hmm. i'm sure that his spinal cord was severed at some level and now he will not be able to um he'll never forget that function independently for a very long time Mm -hmm. um 
you know that's that's an insane insane thing that happened and uh his mm-hmm. name is jacob blake so um he's yet another hashtag and honestly we're tired we are exhausted we've been talking about this and we've been you know angry we've been upset we've marched mm-hmm. we've done everything that we can and they don't hear us and i think that it's just so unfortunate and so heartbreaking but back to the uh the tea at hand because we said we're gonna keep this upbeat because we're trying to you know distract ourselves just a little bit from everything that's going on we need a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. from uh, all the craziness in the world so the nba took a stand and the wnba as well um but the the wnba took a stand and they you know i don't know if they uh some of them forfeited some games well let's make this also about i just want to interrupt for a second the wnba has always taken a stand has been taking a stand yes and they are the most consistent professional sports that's taken a stand when it comes to racial injustice so the nba now they're always coming in i mean the nba yeah so i just wanted to say that because the WNBA has always 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 taken a stance Mm -hmm. so the NBA uh took a stand or I guess attempted to take a stand rather from my point of view I feel Mm -hmm. that you know they um they said that they were going to forfeit some playoff games they Mm -hmm. were just like you know forget it or whatever and then of course I'm sure they had to have a lot of meetings with lots of clear people with lots of money and decide where they're going to go from there and from what I interpreted, money talks, bullshit walks, and they're mm-hmm. back playing their games. Um, I feel like what the fuck is the purpose of us hollering about something if we're not actually willing to take a stand? And it honestly is frustrating to me because there's there's players such as Colin Kaepernick who literally jeopardize and risk their entire career for to make a stand for black people and i kind of get frustrated with some some athletes who do these sorts of theatrics in a sense Mm -hmm. and then when all is said and done they don't really stick by it because money talks bullshit walks you know what i mean okay we're in the middle of a pandemic it's a lot of shit going on in the world and these men have money out the ass they got so much money that they probably don't even know what to do with it all so them not playing in a playoff game and taking whatever fines that were necessary could have very easily been a you know a plan of action but yeah I just feel like you made a stand for a time period as long as they allowed you to it was like they're like okay that's cute over there nigger boy now come back and bounce this ball like you know what I mean and um I I can't wait to see if in the future, I can't wait to see if the future holds like more work from them in this, right? And actually, you know, doing something to make a change other than just wearing t-shirts as in how the WNBA does when they actually, the WNBA don't just talk the walk, Mm -hmm. uh, talk the talk. They walk the walk, you know, when it comes to anything, they're not just going to wear t-shirts. They're going to forfeit games they're going to speak against whatever they're not doing press conferences Mm -hmm. because they feel like the focus needs to be on this or that like they really stand up for what they believe in and I'm just really it's kind of frustrating in a sense but I'm also waiting for us as a community especially like the athletes right okay us as a community to join together and have the same message one solid message yeah because if all the black people in the NBA if all the black athletes in the NBA, just say this one league, decide we're not going to play our next game or we're not going to play until this change is making, period. Y'all can give us all the fines y'all want. What are they going to do? They can't do shit. But fine, y'all. Basically, that's that's all they have the power to do because there's no league without the players. And if the players are tired of being treated like puppets at the end of a string, then they and they make a stand, then what could the league really do? I think if you can't you can't fire everybody. You can't fire everybody. Um, it's a money sport. Like all of these, every sport, there's yeah. some money type of involvement, right? And I think too, like, mm-hmm. um, what's what I always I love that the WNBA stands up, obviously, and they are they're literally have always stood up for like injustice and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, 
And I think that they use their platform very well. And I think that what's unfortunate is they that really they're do. not a plat they're not a platform that everyone they don't have is a large so engrossed like in. Yeah. They don't they don't have a, a huge following and are huge like unless you really like W like women's basketball, you're not really watching women's basketball like you would be watching men's right. basketball if you just want to go to a bar just because, you know? Um and so I agree. I think it's unfortunate that um I saw that they were protesting and that they decided that they were going to sit out for their game. There, there was a couple of announcers that walked off of their shows to say, like, you know what? I stand in solidarity with the, the players. Draymond Green, mm, who I plays. I see that part. Yeah. Oh, um, I can't remember the guy's name. But um, Draymond Green, who plays for the um, Warriors, he tweeted um, something that was very interesting to me, too. because I, this And this is like a catalyst to what you just said. But he said, I stand mm -hmm. with my brothers in the bubble, continuing to stand for what's right and fight the oppression of pe black people. But I do hope that they understand that we too have a job to do, which is continuing to build that very platform that we are using to speak for our people. Making headlines is great. The attention has been grabbed. Now the next steps are more important now than ever. But it's not just athletes. The next steps from the black community as an entirety. The next steps from the white community that supports being a part of the change. That blacks have been suffering from our hundreds of years. Now is that time. Platforms have has been used to get the attention that we all have so de desperately wanted for a long time. Now the way we move is as a unit is critical. And so I thought to myself, like, okay, you support. Those are nice words. It was nice words, exactly. And what I think, what I'm more so tired than anything is just words. I think there has to be action. Uh -huh. And so I was talking to a good friend of mine the other day, and I was saying how, like, you know, we can all speak against social injustice or racial injustice. We can all say that we support, but, like, that there has to be action behind that. Whether And even if we don't feel like we can... Maybe you're not shopping every single day at a black business, you know, but maybe you're shopping once a week. Maybe that's your action plan to build up to that. Maybe, you know... In your role, you're building programming or you're building like events or you're building some type of something within your your jobs or whatever the case may be that support the black community as well. And you're speaking up and using your voice as your power. You know, there's so many different things that that mm -hmm. looks like. And I do agree with you by saying there has to be a solid message from the black community that we no longer are going to support brands support people that don't support us and so you know i always think about the um there's this meme about um chick-fil-a right and it was like mm -hmm. um you know because obviously chick-fil-a is a supporter of 45 and it's a meme with um russell wilson and not not russell wilson um russell westbrook and he's like eating a sandwich mm -hmm. on the low you know but i feel oh, like yeah, uh -huh. that's exactly how like everyone operates right because there's still things that you got we do as people that we know okay maybe this brand is not something that we should be supporting but it's just so we're just so used to it it's our daily like mm -hmm. just lifestyle so it's like switch up some of those daily habits you know and i don't know what that looks like for everyone but um i can only speak for myself and i think that it's something that like i'm working on because i am a vic i not a victim i am um someone who does that as well and i will say like mm -hmm. i'm not going to support this but i'll still go to this business even though i know you know who they support or how they move and things of that nature so hold people accountable hold businesses accountable we should hold the nba accountable if you guys are saying that you have a job as well that's fine you want to go play basketball that's fine you want to get a check that's fine but what are you doing to support the cause you know like you said kaepernick was peaceful at one point it was peaceful and then it got to this point of just like everyone's frustrated we're all mad we're all angry you can't condemn people how they how they choose to protest or how they choose to speak up but what you can do is say i'm not going to support this group if they don't support me because i need i need to stick i need to have people in my circle who are also change advocates who want to see the better good and the greater good for all people and and, and specifically black the black community because we are the ones hurting right now period that's all i got very well said next very well said my <laughs> sister okay um next up was still sports um naomi osaka also uh took a stand mm -hmm. as well she um told she's in the u.s open i think like the semifinals yeah and she basically was like i'm not playing today because the focus shouldn't be on me blah -de blah i forfeit this match forget it so she was prepared to forfeit a grand slam. Mm -hmm. And then the U.S. Open was like, hold on, no, 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 wait a minute. We'll just cut all the matches for the day. Oh. And so they did that. Like, please. And then, yeah. And then she went back to play the next day. Okay. 
And she wore a shirt that said Black Lives Matter when she came to, you know, enter yeah. the stadium and stuff like that. Um, She's very young, so I think yeah. that was cute. I can't wait to see, like, as she gets older, how much more of a change maker she becomes. Because mm-hmm. let's not forget one of her great mentors exactly. is the amazing Serena Williams. Okay. So... And Serena Williams, if anybody knows, has stood up for the mm-hmm. black and brown community and the disenfranchisement of that of said community for her entire career. Yeah. And before she could speak for herself, her dad was speaking up for her. And exactly. Venus. So um, I think that I'm sure that they have like, I don't know them, obviously, but I'm sure that they've they have um some other you know conversations behind closed doors oh, I'm sure they do. about how to handle those things mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that you know serena is coaching her um along the way mm-hmm. in that sense but um i was just mildly disappointed by the fact that she went back out to play the next day only because it was more so like this whole thing like okay the white people said we got to come back now so i guess i'll wear a t-shirt you know but she's young so it's kind of like okay you know i get it but she's also the highest paid tennis player in the world she has surpassed Serena, so it's kind of like you like you um succeeding your match or succeeding this potential grand slam wouldn't have really made a world of a difference per mm-hmm. se for you personally so for your checkbook but, personally but yeah not for, for your, your checkbook career. personally you have think, millions of dollars yeah so. i just think I, I kind of i see it from both sides because i kind of do i understand where you're coming from because it does look like wait what's the point of going back if you're just gonna like what's the point of doing this if you're just gonna it's go like back you tomorrow? just talk junk yeah like what's the like, point of that but i also understand yeah. like the concept of these athletes feeling like, okay, I'm going to use my platform to speak out and I'm going to sit out, but I'm going to make them listen to me. But I'll come, like, I get like, there's like a, it is a job. So I understand wanting Mm -hmm. to like do your job and that's what you're passionate about. Okay. Um, I understand wanting to have the conversations and making sure that you're holding them accountable. I think for me, it's more so like the accountability piece after all of it. Like if you want to go back out there, Naomi, and like, play tennis because that's you know that's what you do and that's what your livelihood is Mm -hmm. okay that's fine but you know hold the the league accountable and say okay I'm here now what are you guys gonna do I want some action plans I want to know who you I want to know how you're going to support what I support I want to know when I walk into the Mm -hmm. match into the arena that I feel like I feel safe and that I feel supported from the top down I want you know like NBA football you know I mean like I feel like at that point in time I see why these athletes are going back into their fields Mm -hmm. I just feel like I hope that you're also holding them accountable but we all have to right like look at us we all go to work like we all have people that we report to and it's like Mm -hmm. are you holding these people that you work for also accountable because that's a big thing. Like you want to make sure you feel safe wherever you go in any kind of sense, holding your friends accountable. I don't know. I just, I kind of see the both sides of it. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Like I feel, I do think to myself, like a day of boycott or a day of protesting and boycotting, it's not going to make too much of a change. It has to be something long, like ongoing. Um, Mm -hmm. But we also don't know what these conversations are like inside these rooms either. So we only see what, like the media portrays to us or what you know what someone tells us but we we are we don't have a seat at these tables just yet so i'm just you know Mm -hmm. just yet you know because eventually we all gonna be there um right because we're gonna hold these motherfuckers accountable (laughs) period okay last two things let's talk about music okay okay um First thing first, did you see Meg The Stallion's live performance? I didn't watch it, um, but I saw that she had one. I saw some snippets, and she looked like she killed it. I know. I mean, I know she killed it. She like killed it. She did so good. Mm-hmm. Her dancers are really good. They're phenomenal. I think that the way the show was put together was really good, and honestly, the way that it was kind of put together and film screamed like jay-z and beyonce like you oh, could just love. tell that they cared about our okay. experience kind of and there was like it was very like organized put together mm-hmm. um 
I think it was so cute to me that she was out of breath. <laughs> because I be out of breath in the car rapping her lyrics. But then she's okay. like out of breath and she's trying to twerk and dance with it. And then she's still Girl. going for hours straight. But she even like came back on one of the, after one of the breaks and was like, my hotties, I'm sorry. I ain't never tell y'all I was perfect. And I'm that trying. Okay. But I'm out of breath. So give me a I'm second. I'm out of breath. <laughs> like, That's it. Everybody was like, I know I was like, it's you okay, think girl, about it. Typically, breath. when you have a concert, it's thousands of people, right? And so you can mm-hmm. probably like get away with not rapping because someone like holding the audience the, will Holding the, um, yeah. what you call the mic out. Yeah. Yeah. You can get away with doing shit, all that calling stuff. Calling people on stage. Okay. Like, okay, let's yeah, go. You can give yourself a lot more breaks. You can yeah. give yourself a and lot so, more breaks. So I guess, you know, I'm sure she was like, oh, shit. This is not. But then also I thought about it and I'm like, has Meg the Stallion ever had like an hour you know, long concert yet? Well, I was going to even ask, has she even had a concert? Like, like a true she's Meg the Stallion like, tour appearances, concert. but I don't think she's had a full tour. Like, okay. I think she's had like, I'll go to a club. I'll perform a couple songs. I'll go to this yeah. venue. I'll mm-hmm. perform a couple songs like those kind of like appearances things. And then some like festivals but i don't think she's had a full like let me show y'all what i can do as a solo artist in a solo tour like basically i love that i love this performance because this kind of solidified her place as a solo performer and a lead act it was like i can hold this shit down i can entertain you guys for an hour or more Mm -hmm. and you will enjoy yourself like you will have a good time well that's awesome Um, as opposed to you know having um, maybe other people yeah as opposed to having other people to kind of like bounce off of or whatever i think that this was really good and i think that well i love how the music industry especially for the new girls are taking these opportunities to be more creative in how they want to get their art out to us Mm -hmm. and also more so like I look at it too as this is an opportunity for them to fine tune their craft, right? Yeah. So they can keep recording these little free online internet things and it's not free. It's obviously not free because they're making money some sort of way off of of streams and stuff like that. But um, it's free to us. So they're like, they can't really have like the the fans basically can't have too much crit- criticism because you didn't pay for this concert exactly. no way we just giving it to you so they can throw and practice and do whatever they want to so then when the world opens back up knock on wood pray to god the world opens back up at some point then we can go mm-hmm. to feel comfortable you know going to concerts and seeing them perform yeah. live okay. and doing all these things that they have been practicing or trying yeah. to fine tune you know because if you, you think know, about I chloe think- and Holly, they've been putting on a concert I was just about to say, I think, like, Chloe and Halle are, like, prime examples of this. They're doing so great at just how, like, they, you know, produce what they're doing. On the tennis court. And it looks beautiful. It's like, dang, y'all are doing amazing, like... So yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Definitely time yeah, for them to That was their another craft. thing I had too. Uh-huh. Was Chloe and Hallie. So oh, yeah. that's kind of perfect a perfect segue. Perfect little segue. Um, Chloe and Hallie um performed for the USA USA US Open um half time not halftime show. What the fuck do you call it? Hold on, let me see. I have no again. idea. <laughs> Chloe and Hallie actually um performed this year at the US Open. Okay. So it was a virtual performance again from their tennis court. Love it. Uh, first of all, I love the album as it is. We've Ugh. discussed that, right? We it's know amazing. that I am obsessed I listen to with it their album. The period, period, so period. Good. Love it. Listen to it every day, multiple On times a day. Daily. Just keep going, mm-hmm. right? Inject it in my veins. I'm fine. So they, um, one thing that I love and adore and appreciate about the two of them is that they have the ability to rearrange their songs in so many different ways that we never hear it Mm -hmm. the same way twice literally they've performed uh was it forgive me forgive me um, they've performed that and ungodly hour Mm in so many different ways like all of their basically every song that they've given us on this album we don't really hear it in that exact same way live and Beyonce is very good at doing that with a lot of songs but she also knows when to give us like the specific way that it was recorded because she knows that's how we like it Mm -hmm. as far as these girls I think they do the same thing but I also love that they're kind of playing with that a lot more yeah 
it's kind of like they're taking that tool that she gave them and playing with it a lot more. It's like, well, you know what? Fuck that. Let's rearrange the whole song, rearrange the whole shit and see how they like it. They're going to like it regardless. And we love it each and every way that they switch it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just showing their versatility and um, what they're capable of. I am proud, okay? I am a proud mama and I cannot wait for them to be in concert in person oh, I, I will be wait on either. the floor losing my mind i'm not even exaggerating mm-hmm. i will get a front row ticket and be right there uh, to uh, lose agree. my mind because I these girls agree. are unstoppable they're unstoppable they're magical girl <sighs> they are everything love it love them okay and last on the docket so we can get to watching black panther because we've missed the thirst mm-hmm. first um 40 so minutes um 40 or so minutes brandy and monica versus is tomorrow so everybody has been asking me who do you have brandy or monica so i'll ask you okay brandy or monica Monica? oh you know i am a much bigger Brandy fan than I am a Mo- Monica fan, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Monica has some bangers, but Brandy has some classics. And Monica has some classics too, don't get me wrong, but it's just mm-hmm. whenever I want to, I'm in my like R&B mood, like, you know, back in the day, like I always just mm-hmm. always go to Brandy. That's the fir- my go-to. And so um, mm-hmm. I think that they're both just incredible. I think it's going to be a really fun experience they're, just to see some of their really discography because there's not there's songs that like I probably don't even know from Monica or Brandy on either side. You know, it's like gonna be oh one of those mm-hmm. like damn where's what song is this called? You know that kind of thing. So um, I'm definitely going to root for Brandy because I love her and I I love and mm-hmm. love her music so much. But I'm just actually excited for the experience of listening to them go back and forth because I think this has been a really hot topic for years, like literally years since I was probably a little a little girl. People yeah, like having a battle a between Monica we and Brandy. And people yeah, were like, no. and then both of them, you know, Whitney Houston was both of their mentors in some extent. So it's like you know, I feel like they just kind of pinned them against one another. Like society just did and then they did, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just excited for them to get together and kind of like you know. Sprinkle a little, a little uh, love and magic and just, you know, soul in our in our lives tomorrow. Yes, I am too. I too am excited. Mm-hmm. I really um, cannot wait to uh, come home from work and get dressed in my best 90s garb mm-hmm. and really show my ass when this shit comes on. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's it. Um. Yeah, as for, like, Brandy versus Monica, if anybody out there is wondering for me, I feel like, as for me and my house, we don't decide between bad bitches. Oh, so, okay. That's that on that. I mean, everybody knows that I'm Atlanta to the death of me, so mm-hmm. I really can't say no to Monica. Like, yeah. what? What? Like, that's my entire childhood. Even if, it's funny because I didn't realize till I got older that Monica was so, had so much, like, I guess onus over my childhood as far as like the music I listened to because her music was all over Atlanta radio and you know every word to it but you just don't even realize until it comes on you're like damn I Mm -hmm. forgot about this song I really did used to like that Mm -hmm. you know and then um Brandy was Moesha like Brandy was honestly Brandy was the original black pop star like she was the first black pop star yeah um i i don't think there's a single song of brandy that i don't like that i've heard like i just yeah i don't i don't think i much (laughs) yeah brandy brandy's just honestly great like you know Mm -hmm. she was cinderella and then she was that's the first time i even saw cinderella was when brandy was cinderella collaborations out the wazoo i mean she had all kinds of things so brandy um brandy is a legend in her own sense so i don't feel that i can really choose between the two of them they both have great qualities and i'm just excited for the concert tomorrow as far as who's gonna win what round this is a tough one like i'm sure social media is gonna decide but i don't care i just want to see them yeah sing each other's songs and (laughs) yeah i really don't i'm just excited for the experience exactly i don't care who's gonna win i don't care like 
you know, like, oh, Brandy got that round or Monica got this round. Like, we're just blessed to be mm-hmm. looking at greatness on our screens. Like, let's let's enjoy the right. moment, you know, instead of like make it in a battle. Let's just make this an experience that we're going to enjoy for the rest of our lives. And then one day we can tell our kids, like, let me tell you about these phenomenal black women. That's, you know, blessing our radio stream still to this mm-hmm. day. OK, so to this day, to this day, to this day. I'm just excited. So this is going to be, this is definitely going to be exciting. What time does it start tomorrow? I you know? literally have no idea. And I don't know how people have been seeing these. Like, I'm not sure if they're seeing it still on IG or if they're going on Apple TV. I don't know. I'm going to figure oh. it out in whichever way okay. I'll be tuned in. Um, Well, let me know. Yeah, but I'm really excited. You know what also I'm excited for? Like, the future, right? When, like, maybe the world normal- normalizes again. And, um, mm-hmm. like, when we have, like, our friends' kids, because we don't have kids, but our friends' kids get yeah. older. Maybe potentially we'll have some kids and they get older. And then they ask us, like, yeah, 2020. And we're just, like, all collectively stressed about talking about this right. year. I am going to be really excited to talk about, like, the at-home concerts that we had and, like, mm-hmm. the genuine, like, connection that we got with our our celebrities, I yeah. would say. <laughs> you know, yeah. the genuine connection that we felt with them um, and the camaraderie we felt with them. So, like, even though 2020 has been a really, really rough, rough year, oh, my God, it's been so rough it has been. for all of us, especially as a black community. I think that other, so many other positive things have come out of this. Like, I mean, so many, the verses in its own has been something that we've all collectively been looking forward to. And it's given us something to look forward to, which I think is a beautiful thing. Being able to give such a large group of people something to be excited for Mm -hmm. when the world finds a reason to beat us down. You know, it's like we're the only people who can lift ourselves up. And I think this is a beautiful depiction of that, because even though some people might think it's like silly or whatever, I think it's very nostalgic and it's extremely exciting for us, especially our generation to see the the stars that we grew up, you know, idolizing or being excited about or just having they just like held such a large place in our lives um that we can see them like live up front at their houses chilling being like normal people because the the idea of celebrity is still like a relatively new concept as far as society is concerned and honestly the celebrities were like the untouchables yeah so if you think about it our like age our generation was the first i guess the our generation was like the first generation to really have kind of like a close hand contact, contact with celebrities yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah other than just like the random like seeing them in the streets and talking to yeah. them it's more so of like a because the social media really yeah but it's way more intimate now with yeah because you know their personalities their lives yeah. sometimes and i don't like think you know even though that's um, none of our business but still exactly and i don't think it's far-fetched to even say like one day i'll meet this person like one day i'll meet elaine Wetzelroth. just you know kind of thing i don't think those right. are far-fetched anymore because it's it's doable is reachable and these celebrities like you said have just put themselves in this place of um they're just a normal person like you and i that just happen to have a lot of followers or they just happen to be able to mm-hmm. hold positions of power in some extent you know but they are regular human uh-huh. beings like us and we have had that intimate moment um now i feel like definitely mm-hmm. since COVID started but um just the to way enforce those yes, ideas exactly yeah. exactly exactly yeah but i love it but that's all i have for this week did well, you have anything i did not i thought those were all great um those okay. definitely pulled conversations out so i really enjoyed that so thank you for coming prepared with the tea sis yes guys okay so great for deal of the um, week So this week's do of the week, it's actually like a call to action. Um, I was really fortunate to sit in on this Black Girl Magic Summit hosted by Boss mm-hmm. Woman Media and Capital One. And Elaine Walteroth, who I adore, um, was the key speaker, keynote speaker. And she had some really great um, measurable take home kind of goals that I thought, you know mm-hmm. what, it would be really great to share with our listeners. So. Mm hmm. 
She had three things that I really that I wrote down that kind of connected with me and I think will connect with everybody else. Take self inventory and stock of the ways in which your environment contribute to harmful anti-black ideology and look into your blind spot. Um, Mm. You know, I thought Mm -hmm. that was incredible the way she said that, because I think we all have some kind of a biases um, that we live in and that we kind of have within us. So, you know, take just take a self inventory of yourself, take ownership and be transparent about your findings. You know, when you are diving deep into Mm -hmm. who you are as a person and you are writing these things out, you know, hold yourself accountable, take ownership of that and figure out ways um, and get busy with your strategic plan of being a change advocate, you know, take action. I think that we are in a time where so many things are happening around us and it may be hard to process and it may be hard to um, really want to dive deep into yourself and just kind of what the person that you are overall. But I think those three things kind of just stood out to me and something that I'm definitely doing in my daily life um, and that I'm sitting down and saying, okay, who am I as a person? Let me take self inventory. Let me take ownership of who I am and let me take action against some of these biases that I have. So I wanted to share that with everyone. These are measurable goals that you can check in on, you know, on a regular basis with yourself. Um, Don't make it so complicated either. I would just say give yourself grace in things that you touch, but just know that everything we touch, ladies and gents, turns to gold. And that's what I want to leave everybody with today. Okay, that is beautiful. (laughs) Yes. So to close out the show, before we end everything, I just want to let all of our listeners from near and far know that we appreciate you so, 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 so much for getting us this far. It's been a little bit over a year for us. And our lives have completely changed, not only from this podcast, because of this podcast, but also outside of this podcast. And <laughs> as we mentioned before, uh, because we were at completely different places in our lives when we first started and where we are today, we have honestly grown so much quicker than we anticipated and taken on so much more responsibility Um when dealing with the podcast and outside Mm -hmm. so we are going to take a break as we told you guys before for a month so for the month of september you will not be getting any new episodes so from this moment on it is august 30th you will have a month free of becoming she (laughs) but what we will do is we will be reposting some of our older episodes that you all really appreciated and I think that you all really enjoyed. And when we come back, Becoming She will have a new face. I'm just kidding. It'll have the same face. It'll be (laughs) us too. But we're just going to give give She a a little bit of a facelift. We need to restructure and refocus the podcast Mm -hmm. in a way that... um, works best for both of us and also is more so in alignment with our purpose kind of bringing that Mm -hmm. beginning statement that i said full full circle we want to make sure that we're using our talents properly and that we're able to use them to uplift our community and um the podcast has definitely been so much fun Mm -hmm. been able to um show people that we are relatable and build a community but not only do we want to be relatable and build a community and grow with you all we also want to empower you all as we have been empowered by so many others yes so yes oh that was beautiful we are going to thank you sis so (laughs) we are going to refocus that is what we're doing for this month off so don't think that we forgot about y'all or we don't love y'all we really do we're taking some time to refocus and restructure because we've said many times life has become a tad bit overwhelming so we um but we don't want the to get overwhelmed and then the podcast basically falls by the wayside and we're not putting our all into it we want to give you all all that we have to give every week that we have to give it and we don't Mm want to just give you a lackluster effort so with that being said we again thank y'all so much for listening and you will not have a new episode for the month of september but best believe the best month of the year october we will be coming back (laughs) strong and we will be coming back ready to show y'all what we have for Mm -hmm, you okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um with that being said if you all would like to follow us on our journeys, please follow us at becoming she underscore on all platforms. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you just missed us and want to send us a, a little message, a little love letter, yeah. and 
and if it's nice enough we might read it on air guys so um you know get the typing just saying <laughs> but send us some emails at becoming she live at gmail.com other than that we thank you yet again for another episode what is this like 68 something like that in the 60s i don't know exactly it's in the, the 60s number. 60s <laughs> we've had 60 some odd beautiful 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 becoming she episodes and we can't wait to bring you so 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 much more in yes. the near future yes so with that being said we'll see y'all in a month bye. we out bye <laughs>